hey, it's Brian here once again, and I'm bringing you Linda Cabasso here, who's going to really hone in on the term authenticity in such an amazing way. This is, she says, this is the hidden key to grow your business, and the way she puts it forth here in our conversation is just going to be, it's going to really put the, what do you call it, the explanation point on why this is so important to growing and scaling your business. Just check it out. It's going to be amazing. So I'm excited. I hope you are. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another one here. It is the Authority Project. And I am Brian S. Arnold here. And I have my new good friend here, Linda Basso. And she is here, she says, to help us. She's going to help us discover authenticity because she says it's the hidden key to growing your business. Is that right, Linda? That's right. Happy to be here. Well, we shall see on this current episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, we are back, folks. We are back, and I'm excited to have Linda Basil here. And we're talking about authenticity being the hidden key to growing your business. How are you doing today, Linda? I'm great, thanks. Super glad to be here. I'm honored to have you as, as well on the show. This is going to be a great topic. I am so excited about it. So before we dive in, though, please tell the audience here who you are personally and then professionally. Wow, tall order to do just in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm Linda Basso. I am a business coach and I work with small business owners to grow their business in ways that fit them in terms of who they are uh, as a person and, and their unique lifestyle. Now, that's not, of course, who I've always been. I don't know how much of the backstory you want, but... Um, Go for it. <laughs> I, okay, so well, so I was born in the Midwest, and the Midwest is a place where being yourself was not exactly encouraged. So in the Midwest, you are encouraged not to stick your neck out, uh, never to try to be too much better than everyone around you. The who do you think you are kind of mentality, right? So you were really encouraged to fit in and to do what was expected of you. And that became defining in terms of my life in college. I was... I went to the same college that all my friends went, not because it was the best place for me to be, but that's because that's where everyone else was going. So I found mm -hmm. myself there as an art student because art was the only thing that I had liked in high school enough to consider. I had to make that choice as a young person. And, but I also was buying into the story that came from my Midwest upbringing that, that art wasn't a moneymaker. And yeah. the starving artist thing. There I was walking through the halls of the art center and I saw a graduate show and of graphic designers and the light bulb went off and I thought oh a businessy way of being an artist I can do that <laughs> exactly but not five minutes later so instead of having this euphoria like yeah I picked a major I was like oh my gosh I just signed up for an industry that is terrible 
right? Like (laughs) marketing and advertising, like they don't help the world. Like that's just going to be more noise, more people buying things that they don't need, all of this stuff. And and I really carried that view with me for the next 18 years of running my business. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us what your current project is at the moment. Well, I have several. I work with a number of clients, but I have one one consultant, I guess you would say, where he started off wanting to coach and wanting to make a bigger impact. So he came to me to build his coaching program. And we did all the back-end work of who your ideal client is, what's this program going to look like. And then we ended up throwing it all in the trash. Right. Because <laughs> along the way, we were learning, oh, this is who you really are. This right. is the person you are. These are your real gifts. This is what lights you up. And as soon as he created that al- alignment, and it's not as soon as it's not in a moment, but as he became more aligned to who he was, all these opportunities started appearing, that things that, that we could have never planned for or went after. So our work was to create more and more alignment on the backside between within himself and, and his external environment. And then now he's, he's, he's <laughs> doing massive things. He's writing a book. Yes. He's yes. working for a couple major companies. His private practice is full. And, and it was many unexpected twists and turns that he took. Great. I have another question that's usually one of my constant questions, but I want to dive into what you just said, because this has been on my mind with my, my my thought process of people who are saying they're trying to figure it out. I'm just I'm I'm I'll be okay, but I'm just trying to figure it out. And I think that you can't figure it out really unless you're working through it. You're actually doing it. <laughs> you're going through it. Because if it stays in your mind, it's not gonna go anywhere. So I'm I'm glad that you said that even though you guys went through that experiment and you threw it all out. At least you knew instead of now, you know, have a direction. Now, you know, that this is not, this is not where I need to go, but you have to go through it. So can you just talk about that? I'm not sure if you agree with that or not, but. I do actually, I think creating clarity and creating authenticity, both are extremely active. Like there is some mystery to it and it's going to descend and you have to live the questions over time. It's not instantaneous, but you have to be working really hard and the backside of that to make that happen. Yeah. So success doesn't come out of nowhere when someone says, oh, they that was an instant thing. It's like, no, are those machines that you put a quarter on it and the little <laughs> arms push the pile. And right. one day, one quarter is going right. to tip it all over. So it's right. showing up every day. I mean, I'm creating a program right now. I have, I just cannot land on it. But I show up mm. every single day for yeah. hours in my office and I do the brainstorming and I do the things and I run it by people. And it's an active process to reach clarity. Awesome. Awesome. So I got one last question. I'm glad I just had to dive into that, make sure we uh, really got into that. What is your daily routine? Wow. Well, first of all, I will say I don't like routines. If I had to have stuff happen the same every day, I couldn't do it. And so that's why I'm wholly unemployable. I cannot come (laughs) to your office every day doing the same thing. So that's an example of authenticity. Like my knowing that about myself now I have an amazing to-do list and I have an amazing Trello board and I know all that I need to get done. So I can sit down, even if I have 10 minutes, because I have kids, I'm doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Even if I have 10 minutes, I can sit down and accomplish something because I can look at what are the things that need to be done and what's alive for me right now. So that's a way that that a person who's not a structured routine type person can mm-hmm. still show up and get everything done. So my discipline is in always adding things to my calendar, always adding things to that to-do list. 
right? Like I have no idea what I'm doing in my head because I don't manage anything there. So I'm disciplined in, in, in having a structure there that then lets me be all over the place, show up and do whatever I want, work on something different. Awesome. So this, that's the reason why I continue to ask that question because every guest has a different response. Some similar, but everybody, because I think everybody gets to this point where you get this rigid morning routine. I got this, everything done. If you can't do this, you're not going to be successful. And that's just simply not the truth. It's just not the truth for everybody. I mean, for some, yes, but not for everybody. So I'm glad you confirmed that again, that everyone has a different thing and it's okay. You confirmed that for other people. So let's dive now and get right into authenticity. First, can you tell me what your definition of, of, of un, authenticity is? Because it's a big word. <laughs> right. Say it's that big, five times fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big word. It's a big buzzword, right? In marketing, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Of course, in our personal lives is a little different than in our business lives. Although for a solopreneur, a very small business, those often, those two often have so much overlap. That, that there's one in the same. But for a business or marketing purposes, I talk about it with the acronym THOR, T-H-O-R. So like the thunder God, but it's transparent, <laughs> honest, original, and real. And each of those has a definition of the transparency thing. How much are you showing of yourself, the real self? How real are, how transparent are you in social media or in not dividing your personal and your professional? How much of yourself do you let be seen? And honest, of, of course, we, we have to be honest, especially in our marketing, especially if you're a larger company. Honesty is, yeah. it's just, we shouldn't have to point that out, but we do for some reason. Yeah. But also, but it's also meaning being honest in your copy, right? Being honest in, in what you actually do for people. When, so when I'm out in the world and I meet someone and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, I help, I help businesses do blah, blah. And they say a lot of jargony words that I don't understand. Or they're quick to hand me their business card, like, call me, we'll do business, we'll do business. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're not being honest. Why don't you just say you're in MLM and, mm, and you're looking yeah. to grow your team, right? right that, right. I would, I mean, much more likely to talk to you if you just say what you do. Just say you're a photographer, say you're a coach, say you're a hairstylist. Like, don't give me your 30-second elevator pitch. Yes. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> this is just popping in my head now. Not only that, but be your, your unique self. Cause I, I get, I get these DMS or, or people that reached out to friend me and then Facebook or whatever. And then the next thing you were, next thing they'll have the same wording or wording exactly the same wording as other people saying the same thing. Like they'll say to me, I see that we all have, we both have mutual friends. I was curious, what do you do? What? Like, I don't answer people like you. That's what I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Linda, word for word, the exact same thing. So you're, oh. you're getting taught by somebody, obviously, and that's fine. You're getting taught by somebody, how to, how to approach whatever. But be, that's not, is that how you usually talk? Or you just give me a script? That's right. So they haven't digested it to make it their own. So I talk about this in my book that there's nothing original anymore. So that's the, oh, original. There's no such thing as original. It's all been done. When I was in art school, we were actually taught. We had to spend a whole unit copying masters. Like, okay, I'm painting like Picasso. Well, I'm not Picasso. Why do I have to do this? I want to do my own thing. Well, because if I was learning the, the set of decisions that he was making, I was learning from a master how they did it. Now, my job, I couldn't sell those copies. That would be illegal. But right. learning, learning's fine. But then you have to digest it and you have to make it your own. 
So when I get a script, I learn from all kinds of professionals and people who know more than me. But then I have to digest that and say, what in that works for me? What in that is true for me? Right. Exactly. And I love that. Because like, it's like people should understand, like, how would you say it, though? Because you're not going to say it like him. How would you say it? How, how would you approach somebody? If it doesn't feel like it's you, there, there's, there's a problem there. There's, I mean, and it's going to be a problem eventually, but we can talk about, talk about that all day. <laughs> but I'll get to this next question here. I feel like a lot of people are not comfortable with being authentic. They are unsure how people will react, Linda. They get out there and how is that? I've been this way for so long. Now I'm trying to be this person. They, they might already think that I'm fake already. So... How do you get people to ease into this process of showing their authentic self? Well, it's a process. I will say that. And you have to be willing to let go of a lot of old stories, old limiting beliefs, old dysfunction, right? Like the, my, the fact that I bought into that story that artists starve, that, yeah. that took me down a whole career trajectory that wasn't <laughs> authentic for me. Yeah. So there's a lot of unpacking that has to happen. But if you keep in mind what you can get, to like wh where you can get, there's an incredible amount of peace that happens on the other side. So self-knowledge is needed for authenticity, but so is self-acceptance. So there's this like coming to love yourself, flaws and all, mm -hmm. because when you're in this process of discovering who you really are, you're going to find some parts that you're like, oh, no, I'm not that. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to be that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. well, yes, you are. Yeah. So this self-love and acceptance, the self-knowledge, the self-acceptance that comes from this process is a huge win for you because that in that space is peace. Awesome. Awesome. So so how do we get into this point where we're implementing this thing to our business, authenticity, where we're trying to be real, transparent, and how does that align with your business? Is it a personal... So I, I guess we know with a lot of sol solopreneurs, which I focus on here, how do we align that correctly so that it turns that it helps us scale a business in a way instead of just being marketing a product or a service? Well, so if you start with why you're doing it in the first place, right? Like at the essence level, and that's your authentic nature, right? So what are you, are you trying to make a contribution? Are you trying to help other people? Are you of service? Like what, what is, what's your deal? So what, what are you at an essence level? And then making sure that that belief is central to how you're setting up your business. Yeah. And then it's not just the setup, but then of course, this is then now your brand in action, right? Like every interaction you have with customers, uh, the way you do your sales and marketing, the, the content that you're creating or not creating, how you're doing your messaging. You have to look at each of those silos in your business, even how your, your accounting is being handled, right? Like how are your invoices going out? Are they, do they create the, do they resonate with that belief structure that you have, um, yeah. right? Because the customer's experience of your business is through every touch point they have with you as a brand. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome stuff. I'm loving all of this. So here's a big question here then. What does this even mean, Linda, to our bottom line? Is this really going to give us more clients? Are the clients that we want, is this going to give us revenue, Linda? As far yes. as... Or, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Because, <laughs> well, like, because as you notice, if you have an approach that isn't resonating with you, and it's not resonating with the people that you want to hear back from, yeah. is that working for you? So, 
revenue comes from being able to have genuine connections with a, a network of folks, right? Some who refer to you, some who are colleagues and you can ask for assistance. Some are people that you can refer other clients to. You have this, this sort of network of support around you. And then having sales conversations, whatever that looks like to you, whether that's getting on the phone or it's just doing a PowerPoint presentation or creating valuable content so that people are warmed up by the time that, that they, and they're actually reaching out to talk to you. So I've had so many times when someone is just like, I want to work with you. I want to, there's something about you that I, I, that tells me you're the right fit for me. So I think more and more we're going into an economy of what I call, we're not buying from nameless, faceless companies. When someone comes to you and says that, that they want to work with you, they've looked at you online. They've read some of your stuff. They've checked you out and they feel drawn to you or they don't. I love you. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So what if people don't want to tell all their business, Linda? They're scared, maybe ashamed of some of their authentic self might be maybe not too pretty. What do you say to that? I remember being on this run a long time ago, being about, I'm going to be transparent and just, I don't care what everybody thinks. I'm going to say all this stuff. And then it didn't always work out. Some of that backfired because there's some people I couldn't tell all my business to. So, right. So authenticity <laughs> is not telling all your business anytime <laughs> you feel like it with no filters. Okay. That's right. not what I said. So okay. there are a couple of things that authenticity is not, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Because like I said, you have to know all the parts of yourself and accept some of those, even though you don't really like them or don't wish you didn't have to have them. You have to have hard conversations when you're being authentic. You have to set boundaries when you're being authentic. So it is not always comfortable. It's not always spontaneous or carefree. You actually have to sometimes consider something, sit with it, digest it. In the case of your copy or the, the processes in your business, to get those to reflect your authentic nature, that takes some work and some, and it's deliberate. It's conscious is like a huge part of being authentic, right? Conscious of yourself, conscious of the other person. And it's not about letting it all hang. It's about like, maybe if you authentically, your authentic self says like, I can't do that anymore with that person, or I can't have this client in my business, well, then you're going to have some of those hard, uncomfortable conversations, but it does not mean in the moment you get to say, dude, you're, you're a piece of work, blah, 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 and, and have a meltdown on the part. It doesn't justify, maybe you have to have a hard conversation, but that doesn't mean you're unkind or you're ungenerous or you're rude. That th Those aren't the same thing. And actually your authenticity isn't even always unique. That's the other thing, right? We're human. We have so many similarities. Where your authenticity is probably going to look a lot like someone else's authenticity. And, and that's what you want, right? Because you want people to relate to you, correct? With your authenticity, your story. And I think, and this is this has helped me, and I'm sure it's helped a lot of people when people start to lean in, like, oh, that, that sounds like me. Maybe this guy can help me. Now, here's the thing. Being authentic doesn't mean that you stay in this realm of I'm what was me. I had this little problem and I'm still there because, because then you, then you can't help anybody. So this right. got to be, you got to be a story where there's a superhero at the end. Correct. Well, but that's the thing. It's not a story. So are you here? Do you, do you believe your purpose is to be here in a victim place, not making it? Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's authentic to anyone, right? Mm -hmm. That's a limiting belief. It's a story. It's a wound and yeah. you can go to therapy. You can get a self-help book. You can hire a coach, right? It's up to you to move through that because there is something that you probably came here to do. 
some contribution that you want to make, whether that's just raising your kids to be brilliant little human beings who contribute, or it's to have a, a business that touches thousands of lives or somewhere in between. There is something that authentically you probably do want to contribute to planet Earth. And it's your job to find that and, and then get to the business of doing that. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> I, have, I have two more questions. And okay. just, just going to dive into you real quick. When did you know that this authenticity type of topic was the thing that you wanted to really focus on and teach and help make an impact in others' lives? About eight years ago when my daughter was born, I had finally had enough of that not fitting into my industry. Mm. I, I was in this marketing and advertising industry that's like see and be seen. And I'm like, a, hey, let's get real and just drop all the small talk kind of person. So I didn't fit in for 18 years of running my business. I didn't feel like mm. I fit with my clients. And about eight years ago, I said, that's it. I, I That's got to go. I've got to be all of me and I got to bring my spirituality, my woo, my all of me, my personal mm. growth slant, yeah. all of that has to be present in my work. And so that's when I started coaching because I realized if I could use that business experience that I had, but I could coach small business owners, I would be impacting their lives, which is going to impact their family, impact their community. But I could make the contribution that I wanted to make with my business background, but just differently than I had been doing it. Amazing. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> so I have, I only have one last question. This is great. I, 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 this is, you, you've answered them very meticulously. So, so It's that so, PR training. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So last question in, it goes something like this. The people who are listening in, they watched you here and they have, maybe have similar gifts some similar journeys as you. They want to go through some of the same paths, same paths as you as well. And they want to make an impact just as you're doing with other people and other clients' lives. Can you tell them in your own words how they can become an authority in this space? So take a look at, at what you want to make a difference in and then do the work to clear out whatever's holding you back from doing that because that on the other side of that is this freedom of energy, freedom to put yourself out there in bigger and better ways, freedom from doubt or wondering if you're good enough or if you're likable or lovable. So do the back end work to clean up those old stories and step toward making that contribution that you want to make. Perfect. Awesome stuff. Great stuff. So please, without further ado, tell them where they can find you after the show, Linda. LindaBasso.com. So it's just me as me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that's the best way yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome awesome so Great. i am good to go here i'm good to go i will tell people please if you have not signed up for the authorityletter.com you need to get on there i don't want to toot my own horn but i've been putting out some solid letters out there you get a three you get a three-part video series and i got some more videos that come out every so often as well but i'm writing some great stuff there that you really need to get on there. And it's about helping you get out of your isolation, maybe of the solopreneur life and really putting that authority platform out there for you from the inside out, much like what uh, Linda said to, to us today. So check that out, go to authorityletter.com and get on. These are unique letters. I don't go back, they're, they're not gonna be, well, I don't know, maybe they will be um, <laughs> compiled one day, but right now they're not. So if you're missing out, you are missing out. So really check that out. It's, it's I really just look how they say it's my best work. How about that? <laughs> so there you go, Linda. I'm so happy that you were here. Any final words before we get out of here? 
Well, I just want to talk to you about taking that collection and, and putting it together in a book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next level of authority you for go. you, maybe. There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome. I, 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 will, I, I will take that advice. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, Thank you so much for having me. Awesome stuff. So people, remember, before we get out of here, build it, share it, and they will come. And we're out of here. See ya. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.